Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you, Greg Gregory Skeet, and he's an entrepreneur. And we're going to talk all about business, entrepreneurship, high performance leadership, the whole gambit. I'm really happy to have guests such as Greg on the show, and I'm happy to have him. So, Greg, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Really appreciate being here. Well, down in uh, Barbados, where the weather is probably much nicer, and uh, kind of talk about people or your story, how you got started, and we will dive right into the conversation. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, greetings to everyone listening uh, today. I'm here in Barbados, as Chris mentioned. My background is in mechanical engineering. So, you know, similar to any technical people out there, physicians or people in STEM, that was where I started. Um, and I was in the biggest beverage conglomerate here in the island, working as a production planner, production supervisor. And, you know, it was all about operations management engineering at the time. But then I realized something interesting, which was without leadership, you can only do so much in whatever role you have. Whether it's an entrepreneur or you're working in corporate, leadership is the only thing that's going to elevate how much you can do and being able to work through the hearts, hands, and minds of other people, right? So I made lots of mistakes, Chris, in those early days in the plant, thinking that my engineering knowledge was enough to get by. And you're managing a team that sometimes is double your age, more experience. And until you learn how to really lead, lead yourself first and then lead those, it's hard to really win. And it was actually a Mexican mentor that pulled me aside one day and said, you know, Greg, what do you know about leadership? And I said, well, you know, I think that's something that's going to come later on when I get a management position or something like that. And he said, no, man, you're lost. If you don't learn it now, uh-huh. it's going to be hard to get there. And that sparked my growth of pers- my, my start of personal growth and development, studying everything that I could find about it. It inspired me to become a John Maxwell certified uh, member back in 2013. So celebrating 10 years as a coach this year. And that fueled my entrepreneurial journey as well. I had an idea that I wanted to take leadership to children. And I started a children's education company, published a few books, um, award winning here on the island of Barbados. And it was also an income stream to support my mom, who at that time wasn't working either. And then I realized um, around 2015, what was prepared. So it was in a program designed to build someone who could be a general manager at that company within three to five years. But the vision started shifting, and I realized that my calling also began to shift. And I decided to take the full-time step, full-time entrepreneur from 2015, coaching, consulting in the corporate space, as well as developing children via the other brand as well. And that took me to the President Obama uh, program in 2016 uh, for leadership development, meeting people like Sir Richard Branson, and so many things happen when you got that faith to step out, you know. And so I really, I'm really happy now to share what I've learned and engineering a version of myself that could achieve the dreams that I've done so far. And I want anyone listening to know you can be a strong and powerful leader and it is possible to learn it. Leaders are both born and made. And I really hope we can talk a bit about that today as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love this sound. Um... Yeah, And uh, it's quite interesting. And I love this idea where you said leaders are born and made because, um, mm-hmm. you know, typically we equate leadership as um, the 
kind of the boisterous extroverted you know but there's uh i'm gonna ask you later about like introverted leadership um i think we yeah. need yeah yeah so um one thing is uh you know kind of talk about um this uh, you mentioned the importance of developing a ceo mentality and what are some mm -hmm. practical steps or mindset shifts that aspiring leaders can take to cultivate this mentality in their work and personal lives yeah yeah excellent excellent question question chris so you know the ceo mentality when i speak about that i really want you to imagine yourself being fully in charge of every element of your life your work and or your business so when we hear the word ceo we means there's no one else above that role that is responsible you govern everything whether it works or it doesn't it falls on you right and in our lives our lives are really like a business in itself even if you're an employee at the moment i say like everyone is in entrepreneurship because if you're an employee you're really on a long-term contract at a fixed pay <laughs> right you sold yourself in an interview <laughs> after marketing via your cv and now you got a super long-term contract that you're on but you're still really earning you're still offering your skills your services your solution just that you're only offering it to one person so even within your life itself you need to be the ceo you manage your household you manage your finances if you're like me with a, a little sweet uh three-year-old daughter or some kids you manage their affairs as well and you need to see yourself as being okay how can i manage and oversee everything and we know that all management is based on measurement right and it's really important to identify the different areas of our lives and see okay what do i need to manage and measure in these areas to make sure i stay on top of the game and the beautiful thing is that when you carve that ceo mentality into your lifestyle you can take it anywhere into your organization as an employee or even if you are an entrepreneur you can develop the skills long before you go full-time so when it comes to the business context and you know some of you listening maybe already business owners i want you to think of these seven key areas in your ceo mentality so at the very core is general management you have to understand what it takes to be a good general manager right and i said management is all about measurement and i think for a ceo there are kind of like four main lenses that we look through in the context of business we've got our quality and performance improvement so we want to make sure that whatever we're making is up to spec and we're doing it in an efficient way we've got our legal compliance and administration right <laughs> always important we got to stay above board whether it's taxes or complaints as it relates to regulations especially in the medical field for any of those from that background we've got media and corporate communication so how are you communicating both internally with your team and externally for your public brand and of course we've got our supply chain and logistics how are we moving things in and out of our organization in an efficient way but then the ceo right in the center of this general management has to really keep hold of these elements these six other rings which are marketing sales and finance and then of course we've got talent or infrastructure or engineering as well as the all-important production and fulfillment of whatever service services you're offering in the business yeah and i found from coming from my engineering background working in big corporate then being an entrepreneur these six rings that we manage are the easiest way to really remember it and as a ceo 
you have to keep these things in the right tension. So we always talk about getting more marketing and sales, but then can you deliver? You know, when I first started, I was like, okay, I got to get 10 new clients, but how many can I serve at a time realistically on a deep level, right? (laughs) So you got to keep those things in balance. So for me, I think that combination is what the CEO mentality looks like in general. Yeah, what you brought up, I love this um, idea where you have that framework, you know, and talking about this. Um, Next thing is um, talking about, you know, people in process is a Mm -hmm. central theme in your approach to high performance leadership. And can you elaborate on why you believe this combination is crucial for organizations and um, also share some strategies for implementation? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Another great question. So, you know, Albert Einstein once said, everything should be as simple as possible, but not simpler. Uh-huh. And I found that when we think about our lives or our organizations, at the very core, there's really two things happening. People working within a process. Everything in your business is just a series of steps happening, whether you're aware of them or not. A series of steps happening day after day in some particular way. That is your process. and Process is a very natural thing. Like we live in a natural universe. Anyone who's studied science, technology, engineering, mathematics, we know we've got waves breaking here in Barbados, the sun shining, rotating on a cycle. There's design and everything, right? Uh-huh. But there are processes happening in a very automated way. And I think that the more natural we can make our lives and our business, the stronger they can be with process being at the core. When you cook your breakfast in the morning, that is a process. We can make it as detailed as we might want, open the fridge, get the eggs out, crack them, uh, start the stove, put oil in the pan, everything. Or it could be simple, you know, fire up the stove, cook the eggs, serve it. But on some level, you're following these steps every single day. And most organizations, unfortunately, aren't very organized. So you're not even aware of what these processes that are happening every day are. But once we identify them, it becomes so much easier to really optimize them. And when you see it on paper, is it like, are we really taking 20 steps to do this? Why why is that in 2023, right? And so at the core of my work in that regard is really helping people see what processes they're doing and how we can optimize and re-engineer our ads as the case may be. But my past experience really showed me, Chris, that the processes alone are not enough. You can have great, awesome processes amazing technology and if the people aren't aligned and don't care nothing happens they don't follow it (laughs) it doesn't work right and so for the people side of the equation for you listening as a ceo as a general manager you've got to develop your leader within unlock that ultimate leader because leadership is all about people management is all about process and that to me is the simplest way to settle the debate of leadership versus management you can't manage people like people, people have to be led. You can manage a budget, manage steps, manage your numbers, but people, you know, I think Jim Ron said, people are like cats, you know, it's trying to herd cats. You got nine cats that go in 10 different directions <laughs> because one of them changed their mind, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you really want to build something to last, you've got to find a way to bring other people aligned to a common vision, a common culture. And when you can create an environment that people can actually improve by being in this place and this machine that you set up and engineered, I think now you're truly, truly aligned for peak performance. 
life or work. So I, I really see that as my common masterwork. What is the individual side of your own process as an individual or within your business and organization? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like I said, I, I love how you're sharing these principles. And one thing is talking about is um, you have a life engineering coaching system and share some mm -hmm. key principles from that and how it helps individuals in engineer success in both their personal and professional lives. Awesome. Awesome. Another, another great question. <laughs> As I've been through this 10 year journey, the process engineer in me has been thinking, okay, it's taking me 10 years to figure this out, how to think as a leader across the board. Why should it take that long? Why should I have to wait until I'm 25 years old to even believe that I could be an entrepreneur? Right. Yeah. And so I put it, I wanted to put it into a system that is as simple as possible, but not simpler. And essentially that system for unlocking your ultimate leader is 15 blocks that you have to assemble in that particular way, five, four, three, two, one, and they elevate and form a pyramid. And at the very bottom of that pyramid are five blocks that really, really, really deal with mindset. But everyone says mindset, but what is mindset really comprised of? What are the elements of thought that should be going on in there? And I found that, you know, just like John Maxwell said, everything rises and falls on leadership. Because you, the person listening to my voice today in whatever time or space, you have to make a decision that I'm going to go out and build this thing. I'm going to achieve this result. But you don't just go and achieve the result. You have to become the person who is capable of executing that idea. As I'm sure you, Chris, and many on your call have been so far. So leadership is at the very core of that pyramid. And right alongside that is imagination. I found that the most successful leaders in life, the people who really are able to achieve what they want, have a very clear picture of what success looks like. And you may be listening and saying, well, Greg, I'm not really good at dreaming or imagining. I don't think I have it. Now I'll ask you this question. Are you good at worrying? Do you ever get worried? Right? Most people, almost everyone will say, yes, Greg, I, I do get worried. And that means you have imagination within you because it's really two sides of the same coin. You're worrying or imagining what could happen that you don't want, but we really want to align our mind to think about very clearly what we do want. Because just like in engineering, whether it's a blueprint for a vehicle or a real estate development, everything starts with the blueprint. And unfortunately, we come through our lives, we finish school, and no one gives you a blueprint and says, okay, here's what you're going to build for the next 50 years. And it means that in our 20s and our 30s and our 40s, sometimes our 50s, we've got to go back and say, okay, where's the blueprint for the rest of time that I have here on the planet, however long that may be? What do I really want to build? Because once you have that, Chris, it becomes so, so easy. Not, not just like I can snap my fingers and it happens, but you see very clearly what decisions I should be making in the present. So for me, when I went full-time entrepreneur, it's very hard, one of the hardest things in the world, to leave what is good for what is truly great. Mm. My job was good. I loved my job as an engineer. I loved working in manufacturing. I loved the people that were there. Genuinely, I didn't hate my job like some people have those experience. I loved it. <laughs> but I knew that to fulfill the blueprint I had in my mind, I could not stay here. And I had to go on to be something else. You know, I even remember the story when I was back in corporate 
And I realized that, you know, I'm really interested in building businesses, high performance businesses. And I was a process engineer at that time. And I told my manager at the point in time, you know what? I want to learn more about finance to make sure that my projects are aligning with the business goals and we're becoming more profitable, cutting our costs and everything. And at that point in time, she said to me, well, I don't think that's for your role at the moment. The numbers are reserved for the, the upper level management team. So don't worry about that. Uh-huh. And it, it kind of hurt at that point in time, uh-huh. but it spurred me to say, you know, I'm going to get up and go and learn financial management myself out of my own pocket. That no one says, you know, we got it. You have to wait on us to determine when you grow. And for my people listening on this show, I want you to know you're not a tree. <laughs> you may be planted in some environment right now, but you can take up those roots and relocate. If someone is blocking your sunshine, you can go somewhere else. And so those elements of imagination can sometimes be the catalyst that you need to say, you know what? If I want this, I can't stay here because I need to find concrete or I need to find a truck or I need to find these windows to build the house of my dreams, in this case, my life. And it means that I can't stay parked. I've got to go out and find them, as scary as it may be. But if I want to achieve extraordinary results, I need to do something extraordinary. I can't stay where I am, right? And imagination is often the cue for that. But we have a great dream. We all do, Chris. Almost everyone does. (laughs) And then what happens? Belief. Belief. Do I really think that me, little old me, from humble beginnings or a small island in Barbados or a small town in Texas can get up and achieve something this big that I've laid out here on this piece of paper? Can I do it? And then we've got to do a whole bunch of work on the belief side. Sometimes that relates to your identity. Who are you? Who do you believe yourself to be? And then also your future. Can you believe in something that you have never done before? And can you pull it off? And there's a range of techniques and tactics to really spark and grow the element of belief. Because if you want to do something that hasn't been done, you have no choice but to believe. Because there's a high probability of failure. And that means believing that you will continue and search even when things don't work out. Even when they don't work out. Because they won't. (laughs) (laughs) They just won't. So yeah. I don't want to take, take all the time going too deep, but, you know, just those three at the very core of your foundation yeah. and building the ultimate tower of your leadership and the, the pyramid of success that I call the pyramid paradigm, you've got to have at least those three to get going. Yeah. Yeah. What a fantastic way to end the conversation. And I love your passion <laughs> and I love that, you know, how you describe, you know, kind of leadership and management, you know, versus people and processes. And um, how can people follow you, check out your social media, check out your work, reach out to you, et cetera. Awesome. Um, so you can check out my website, www.gregoryskeet.com. That's G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-S-K-E-E-T-E.com. My social media handles on all platforms are at G-S-Skeet. So you can find me there. And going into 2024, I'm going to be setting up a private community as well for people who appreciate and resonate with this concept of life engineering and unlocking your ultimate leader. So once you're in my network via the websites or social media, you'll see that coming as well. And for (laughs) all the audience out there, let's thank Greg for coming on and uh, delivering a very inspiring conversation around leadership and management. Um, 
be sure to check out all of his social media, give him a like and follow. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Really appreciate chatting with you.